Welcome everyone to this live broadcast of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady and I'm here with Lou Weiss, who is president of All Metals and Forge Group, the sponsor for Manufacturing Talk Radio. They make industrial forgings, like the large gears you see behind us. So if you're looking for industrial forgings or seamless gold rings, you can find them at steelforge.com. Joining us is Anthony Nieves, who gives us the services report on business published by the Institute for Supply Management, a report that looks particularly good this month. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. So give us a summary of what looks to be a very strong report. We continue to be well above 50. I'm feeling really good about this. Well, considering all that's going on in the world, uh, yes, we still have a strong reading at 57.1, albeit it came down a bit from last month's reading of 58.3. It's down 1.2 percentage points. We have the sub-indexes that comprise this composite, which consists of business activity, new orders, employment, and supplier deliveries. Our respondents are telling us that the report would have even been better if we didn't have some pullback um, in the numbers as it relates to new orders. So we still have growth there, but it's slowing slightly. It came down from, uh, I shouldn't say slightly, it came down 5.5 percentage points from 60.1. And the other uh, index that kind of pulled this back a bit was employment. We've had this ongoing challenge uh, with employment. Hyper-competitive market out there for employees, uh, restricted labor pool, been ongoing even before it was pre-pandemic we were running into difficulty uh, as far as various companies and finding employees and now it just seems to be exacerbated by the increased demand that we've experienced um, coming out of this pandemic and with the reopening of all these businesses and transitioning of careers and people not re-entering the workforce a litany of different uh, variables that uh, have affected the employment so we are seeing the low unemployment as a result of that as well as wage pressure uh, increasing. So overall, it's like you said, Tim, very good report. We saw during the week that uh, the work shortage and they came out with numbers. I believe the number was that we have 11 and a half million shortage in the work pool and four and a half million people have quit. Uh, so that quitting the grand uh, resignation to whatever degree is still going on. In spite of the fact that we also had a record uh, so far uh, of the number of new businesses that are opening up. So I would say that some of those people who were quitting opened up businesses of which 90% will go out of business by the end of the year. So this is... Uh, kind of a mishmash of what's going on. There's no clear uh, clear going forward, even though the numbers are good. Yes, and you know we have the inflation uh, pressure right now, or it's, it's definitely we thought, or I should say many thought way back that it was transitory, it's been ongoing. Hopefully uh, we see the prices come down from that um, with the Fed meeting today looking at another raise of interest rates. Um, still strong, but it's down slightly uh, from previous months. And that has to do with uh, the sentiment and the confidence level. Uh, but we still haven't caught up. 
uh, supply has not caught up to the demand yet. So, but I think with where we're seeing prices come off a little bit on the fuel side of things and uh, some other areas, it's still, um, I, I, I would be remiss in not mentioning that this 84.6 that we have this month set another all time high for the prices index for the report on business. And the prior one was set in December of uh, 2021. Huge number. Definitely. That's a big jump. Uh, Anthony, I wonder if you would just walk our viewers, listeners through each of these segments. And, and when we get down to imports, I want to check with you to see if the services sector is feeling import pain from the Russia-Ukraine issue. Certainly. So as we look at the rest of the indexes going from business activity, uh, we spoke about the composite business activity at 59.1. Good reading, up 3.6 percentage points month over month. That's where you see the orders, new orders getting transposed into this activity. And we had some strong readings in the new orders index prior to this month. Uh, employment we touched on, supplier deliveries continue to slow. Uh, 1.7 percentage point increase month over month. Even though things seem to be less bogged down in the supply chain, we still have capacity constraints, uh, uh, still lack of trucks, even though the demand for trucking from what I read recently is that it's a little bit less, but it depends on the area of the country as well. Inventories continue to be replenished. Uh, replenished. They're up uh, slightly 0.6 percentage points. Prices we talked about. Backlog, 59.4. It's down 5.1 percentage points. Keep in mind, we're measuring change month over month. So we're still seeing backlog. Anything over 50 is, is an increase of that measurement. We look at export orders at 58.1. It's down 2.9 percentage points uh, month over month from the 61. And imports. Now, Tim, you asked about imports, 52.9. It came up 7.9 percentage points uh, for this sector. Uh, and that has to do with uh, the fact that we had the Chinese New Year. We also were contending with uh, various uh, factory closures, city closures with uh, the rise in COVID cases over in Asia, uh, specifically in China. Now, since the last report, we've had those some of those plants reopen and now they're closing again. There's been a rise in cases over there, just as we've had some spike in cases over here, not as bad as what we had with Omicron, but we're starting to see uh, some cases increase here. So that has affected uh, imports um, as far as the continuity of supply, as well as you talk about Russia and Ukraine war, uh, that's affected uh, not only uh, gas and, and, and chemicals and um, also uh, chips and because and, neon's uh, manufactured over in the Ukraine. So we've had some issues with supply there. It's affecting Europe more so than it is here in this country, but overall it is having an impact on the, uh, on the supply chain. What uh, I find interesting, uh, Anthony, <clears throat> about the pricing, pricing remained almost where it was a month ago. And that's the rate of growth. So that's an increase month over month. Right. Yeah, clearly that's, uh, that's huge. Uh, Anthony, I'm just wondering if on the import side, just to circle back to that for a moment, most of what I see with the Ukraine war 
for the invasion of Ukraine is uh, raw materials that we import from Ukraine that would go into manufacturing, not necessarily uh, uh, goods uh, that would be sold at retail. Uh, it, would that be consistent with what the services sector is seeing that you're not being as badly impacted as the manufacturing side? It, it's upstream, definitely in the supply chain for services companies, but think of what it affects uh, technology, right? Technology equipment, uh, computer equipment and parts, chips, is the big thing right there. And we're seeing that as a commodity that's uh, up in price and short supply. Uh, so, and it's affecting, as we know, car manufacturing. Uh, so there are various, and with chemicals is another big one. Um, so we're seeing it not so much directly impacting the services. And I shouldn't even say that because it does directly impact it as it gets pulled through the supply chain into the finished product. It's just that we're not feeling the initial touches of it because it is upstream on the manufacturing side. One of the interesting things that occurred, I guess about a week ago, uh, the United States did away with and gave relief to Ukraine on steel tariffs, you know, like the steel tariffs from China, but we had steel tariffs on the Ukraine. That was three days after they bombed the steel mill that can't produce any more steel. So I, I thought that was a real humane thing that we did. Uh, and they don't have steel to export because they're going to need all they can to ultimately rebuild if they ever stop the war. Yeah, hopefully these uh, sanctions and, and this world pressure, global pressure, uh, well, I, I just feel that Russia's being, you know, they're very stubborn right now in their, and steadfast in their uh, invasion. So it's just, would, I hope that uh, we don't have any uh, more political fallout from this. Besides, as you said, the, the whole humane side of things, the humanity part of it, you know, people dying and everything else, there's nothing good coming out of this. Nothing good can come out of it. Anthony, I'm curious, is anything getting caught up? Uh, goods being delivered to retail stores, the transportation sector, moving goods from warehouses to stores, is anything improving? You know, you, you wouldn't get that from any of these indexes um, because we're still <laughs> seeing the delivery slowing, right? We still have the backlog. I feel that the rate in which uh, we're seeing that uh, this month, uh, especially in backlog, you can see it came down to 5.1 percentage points, but we still have backlog. So it kind of goes in hand with what um, other sources are saying about how uh, the bottlenecks are kind of easing a little bit uh, in the supply chain. And keep in mind that the respondents had mentioned to us in the past in, in this report that companies were increasing their orders, uh, doubling up on their orders in order to try and stave off this, this strong demand that they were trying to catch up with. So that's why, again, we see the new orders growth down a little bit, still growing month over month, but down from where it was on the prior month. So, which leads me to believe as we're seeing inventories replenished and whatnot, hopefully um, with some of these uh, impediments that have been in place with the trucking and and transportation, as you mentioned, and other things that uh, as demand is waning just a little bit slightly, you know, we'll see, we'll see this come back into a, 
a more manageable um, uh, space as it relates to the logistics and whatnot. Uh, the comments from uh, your individuals that you ask questions about how are they being affected. Uh, and I, I was reading those uh, comments and you know the numbers and the percentages. It's a fairly high percentage where the labor and talent issue is pretty much on the forefront of any discussion. Yes, for sure. It's been an ongoing challenge. Um, it's, uh, as you talked about earlier, Lou, it's, it's um, people not re-entering the workforce. They, they did try, you know, whether they're starting their own businesses or choose to stay on the sidelines and to, you know, we uh, identify that as kind of some of the gray markets out there uh, where you really don't even get to count what they're doing. Uh, we just know that they're not in the workforce. Right. And um, it's, again, the one comment I extrapolated and put into the body of the report is uh, one of the respondents saying it's hyper competitive out there. And uh, it's like left pocket, right pocket. Somebody leaves one company to go to another company. So it doesn't fill, it fills a void in one place, but creates it somewhere else. Right, right. So the employment number where it is, uh, the low, you know, with such low unemployment, uh, people are choosing. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's there. It's uh, the strength is with them right now with the workers. I did hear something about uh, the, the uh, feds uh, adjusting the visitors' visas so that we can bring over, uh, for example, refugees, workers, uh, blue collar machinists, and so on from the Ukraine instead of letting them wander around Europe, which is not doing that great right now, uh, bring them here, set up training programs and get, get them placed. They have 4 million people left uh, uh, Ukraine. There's gotta be a million workers that would like to come to America. Well, you have my vote for labor secretary. So I think you got the strategy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know what is, this is not a difficult thing to think about. Well, yeah. and to your point, Europe's not doing very well right now. In fact, oh. uh, all indications are if everyone, as you mentioned last month about the big R, you know, recession, yeah. right. they will definitely get there before we ever do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as of today or yesterday, I heard that the UK is talking to be unified to cut out Russian oil and gas in Europe because yes. they're not paying in rubles. And I don't know who that's gonna hurt more, the Europeans or the Russians, but we could sell it to them. We could even sell it to them at discount. We sure could. Anything to bury the issue that's going on in Russia. Well, I'm, uh, again, I hope these economic sanctions, uh, you know, it, it seems to be, uh, from what I see, I, you know, it's hard to tell at this point, it hasn't uh, really uh, staved anything yet, but uh, right. hopefully it, it does cause this to cease. And I think uh, it's a smart move to do it that way rather than just sending in military, because that would just be a, a geopolitical nightmare. Yep, absolutely.
And we've done that so many times, we know about it. Jim? Anthony, I'm just curious, uh, as we look at this report, we see prices moving up aggressively. Uh, the Fed probably will raise uh, the rate by 50 basis points. That will make it more expensive to do business because lending will become more expensive. Uh, mm, you know, what are the headwinds? Those are pretty big ones. We've got labor, we've got prices. Those generally are the headwinds that clip off the wings of an expansion. You would think for sure, as well as, you know, those, what you just mentioned. And the other one that I would throw in there as a potential headwind is that we don't have a relapse and, and have uh, increased COVID cases. Uh, it seems that, you know, it's it's hard to believe how low percentage of the population is is vaccinated, number one. Number two, I, I some of these variants that are coming out now, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated, you might get it anyway. It's just the severity of it. Uh, but hospital cases are definitely up. Uh, you know, they're starting to get a little stressed again in the hospitals across the country. And so hopefully that does not pan out to be an additional headwind to, to be concerned about for the services sector. Well, they may not be doing abortions anymore in hospitals. So that uh -oh. Are we going that. down that road now? We're getting on the <laughs> political talk I show road. I don't, I don't talk politics. I just stir the mud. <laughs> you just leave it out there for me to make a comment about it. Go huh? ahead, go for it. I threw it out. That's laying out there like a latka. All I can say is I didn't. I didn't leak. I didn't leak the news. I didn't do it. Right, right, right. Well, you bring up an interesting point, Anthony. On Monday, we're going to be doing our interview of Nancy Lemaster, who presents the Hospital Purchasing Managers Index, and we always watch that carefully to see what's happening at the on the hospital front because they're the front lines on this and we have seen some softening until maybe this recent report where again we have a rise in cases and and i would agree with you that that could be another headwind that becomes unpredictable if we get a spike so i want to remind our listeners that on monday we'll have that report uh, i also want to remind them that we have a very interesting cover story in our manufacturing outlook digital magazine coming up on the labor issue really breaks it down and spells it out. So I would encourage them to, to uh, go there. Anthony, as we kind of get to, to the point to wrap up this segment, uh, anything else you want to uh, share with our audience on the services side? Well, I think that what we're seeing right now uh, with the activity where it is and everyone's concerned about how long we're going to stay in expansion territory and are we going to see a recession? Keep in mind that many of the variables that uh, cause a recession to happen, number one, we can't be convincing ourselves we're going into a recession, right? Number two um, is when GDP goes down. Uh, and even though we've had a, a, a decrease in GDP, um, I don't foresee it uh, staying that way that we'll still, we'll still see some increases going forward. Um, unemployment is, you know, is low. Usually in a recession, we see high unemployment, right? And then right. also, um, you know, as far as inflation is concerned, I mean, the Fed's doing what they have to do. They have to, uh, you know, their monetary policy is, is such that they're looking to, uh, you know, nip it in the bud, so to speak. And uh, 
and raise the rates. And even though it's negatively impacting the markets, hopefully it will bring uh, inflation and rein it in. And so I think where we are right now, uh, we're nowhere near as overheating as far as the economy is concerned. So I wouldn't be concerned about a recession, not in the next 12 months. So uh, hopefully we'll stay on this track. I think that we'll, see, we'll continue to see incremental uh, growth going forward for the services sector. Seems, seems to be uh, the way it's going. You know, we're talking with uh, uh, Tim Fiore yesterday, uh, two days ago on the uh, manufacturing, uh, the ISM for manufacturing. And uh, there too, uh, he also is predicting that this continuing upswing of ours is going to continue into 2022, 23. Um, based on the numbers that he put together. So uh, this is a strange environment we're living in. There's a lot of uncertainties and yet growth, so. Definitely, and it's, I'm glad to hear he said something similar because we don't communicate as far as uh, what we say on either of these shows. So it's kind of, <laughs> if he said something completely opposite, I would say, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad you told me that. I don't want to put you in that position ever. So. No, no, no. That's okay. Right. Uh, the numbers are what the numbers are. You know, someone once said to me, well, your numbers are wrong. I said, well, they can't be wrong. <laughs> you know, we're surveying respondents and that's what they're telling us. It's what they're, what they're saying happens in their companies. So they can't ever be wrong. It's just what it is. It, exactly. And when you look at it historically, how it maps against GDP for the last 15, 20 years, it's almost a mirror image. So to me, it's, and, and this is one of the most forward pieces of information you'll get. First and well, third business. There's always, there's always all metals and forge group. I've been following the ISM numbers for decades and we are usually right in lockstep with you, except for about a year, year and a half worth during this uh, COVID thing. But we, you know, we on the metals manufacturing side, we, uh, I love your numbers. I, I, I can and tell I agree. That's, that's why you guys have the yellow jackets. That's know? right. That's right. And you're working hard trying to collect points to get your yellow jacket. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll make a note here to look up and see how many points you have. Well, you need to look at how many uh, sessions that I've participated in compared to the past chairs that, you know, have been involved. <laughs> uh, I think I'm exceeding. I think my numbers are up there. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, well, thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for sharing this with us. Uh, Tim? Yeah, we certainly appreciate it. And we encourage our viewers and listeners to go to ismworld.org where you can find both well, you can find the manufacturing report, the services report, the hospital report. If you're in the supply chain industry and you want to become a certified supply chain manager, they also have great courses in ISM, so you can get that certification. And while you're surfing around the web, stop by jacketmediaco.com, where you can find this episode, as well as almost 800 other episodes of shows that we have done for Manufacturing Talk Radio, the WAM podcast, Hazard Girls, and the monthly shows that we do. Stop by often. There's a lot to check out. Thanks for listening.
you ought to do a, a, some commercials for us. I mean, <laughs> you're long-winded today, which is good. It's good. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you. Thank uh, you. Have a great day. Keep your numbers up. Appreciate it. Definitely. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.